everybody. Welcome to the Two Half Squads, the only podcast dedicated 100% to, to the, the greatest, greatest game in the world, yeah. Advanced Squad Leader. Advanced Squad Leader. Jeff and Dave here, and we've got a great show for you. It's really going to be a, a wham-bam, slam-dang great show. Dang a jam. Yeah. In order to listen to the rest of this episode, please deposit 25 cents. What? What? What is 20? What? What are they doing? Part of the Patreon. Please deposit 25 cents to continue with today's episode. I really had a great time at the uh, ASL Open, didn't we, Dave? Oh, man, what a great time. That was super. And you know know what the best part of that? Was when your shoe came on time? No, no, no. When, When they came out, in order to listen to the rest of this episode, please deposit 25 cents. What? wasn't even worth a quarter. Oh, I'll put in another coin. And then, when that was over, that was, oh, wasn't man. that amazing? Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah, did I ever tell you I used to have a dog when I was a kid? You did? Yeah, 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 I had a dog. Did he play ASL? No, no. Really? Nothing to do with ASL, yeah. Oh. In order to listen to the rest of this episode, please deposit 25 cents. What? Oh my god, you're killing me! I can't believe this! David. Hello, Jeffrey. Welcome to the broadcast foxhole. Can I say that? It's glad. To, I'm. It's good to be here, and I'm glad to be here. And I'm glad to see you. How are you? I'm doing all right, sir. Good. How's your health? Okay, I think so far. Good. So far. Compared to last time. You were not feeling well last time? I no, no, since the uh, Oh, incident. since the event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, feeling good. Good. Uh, Good man. Still, listeners, I know some have been encouraging about my weight loss plan, which has suddenly gone backward a bit. So, check with me at the end of the summer, and um, this we'll year, see. this year, this year, this we'll, summer. We'll see. Yeah. And how are you, sir? You're wearing I'm, your very cool Gen Con. Yeah, t-shirts. isn't that nice? Uh, we bought this at Gen Con last year, and I didn't get it out till uh, about a week ago. And mine is still in storage because it was a size a little bit one size too small for me. Ah. Give me another reason to be wearing it at the end of the summer. Yeah, that'll be nice. I actually wore this on Friday. My brother, my dear brother, came into town from uh, Wisconsin. He lives in Menominee. Menominee. And uh, this episode is sponsored by the Menominee Chamber of Commerce. Come to Menominee, where people say, what's a Menominee? It's Phenomenee. And uh, he came in and we. W- I said, Mark because that's his name, let's go to Cantini. And he said, what's that? That's and his name. And I said, it's that park where the First Division Museum is. He said, of oh, course. you mean Cantigny. Ah, yes. Ah, there we go. We had a disconnect. Cantigny. Yes. We had a problem. Language barrier between my brother and I. So I set him straight as to the correct pronunciation, and we met there last Friday. It was kind of a nice day out, and uh, we went through the First Division Museum. And I don't know if you've been there since they opened the other side of the museum. Yes, last summer. Oh, okay. Right after just, it opened. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Not that so, I'm showing you up or something, Jeff, but... Did you did you take the uh, virtual reality helicopter ride? No, it was pretty crowded okay. when I was there. So but what's the point? What's the point, room. then? The point is you took the virtual helicopter That's right. ride. So, so you tell us what the, was that like? Uh, it was it was uh, it was pretty neat. You go in and you sit in a Black Hawk helicopter with comfy chairs that has headphones, and uh, it, it's obviously just kind of a rough reproduction of a Black Hawk helicopter. And you put on these goggles that uh, let you look around and see stuff, and you go on a pretend mission, a mock mission, with some First Division commandos as they're going in to catch a terrorist in Afghanistan or. Iraq or one of those places. So it was kind of, you know, a virtual reality really doesn't do much for me. I'm more of a real reality guy. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, uh, virtual reality is for the birds. Yeah, they collected all the students' Chromebooks today at the end of the school year. They're one-on-one devices. 
the oh one, yeah one-on-one technology what is one? Oh, one one-on-one means, means each guy gets, gets one a computer. <laughs> yeah everybody gets one we're gonna call it one-on-one <sighs> and uh i was going up to the kids oh doesn't it feel good to be free Ah, oh, you're finally free of that device. Oh, yeah. Had to lug it around every class. Were they glad to be rid of it? Uh, Shut of it, as some of the people would say? I was mostly just saying it as a joke, so I didn't really get oh. any feedback. But, yeah. you know, there's, there's always mixed reactions. Yeah. But, so the New Division Museum, that whole new left side is is all about the modern. Yeah, it's all about, um, I guess, from Desert Storm on to yeah. present day. Yeah. What First Division is doing around the world for peacekeeping and police. Yep. policing and things like that so it was pretty cool and then there was also kind of a virtual reality uh, armored vehicle tank that we got into you sit in and it's got screens all the way around and you go on a, a mock tank mission doesn't sound like a lot of armor protection just putting screens yeah from, like, i know screen doors it's, around yeah, yeah. Your, your vehicle it's, it's you feel pretty exposed there <laughs> in there but that was kind of cool because you could look around and uh see Tanks to the tanks to the left of you, tanks to the right of you, and you're welcome. So we had a nice time there, and then we went over to a place and uh, really had a nice time as we ordered a couple of nice drinks and a big burger, and mm. we had a good time. Anyway, that was the that was the maiden voyage for this T-shirt. Is there a reason you didn't call me to go? Um, well, it was a Friday, so I figured you were working. You're not out of school yet, are you? Doesn't mean I. Can't catch a cold. <laughs> Are you feeling left out, Dave? <laughs> yeah. I would like to publicly apologize. Did you go to Cantini this year with the gang? The, no. The, the kids? No, we haven't gone with the students for two years. And why is well, that? Well, they were you, redoing you... the museum earlier. Yeah. So it was discouraged. And this year, I think we knew this group was going to be a challenge coming up. Oh, and they have been, as you know. Yeah. Just been getting stories all year. Had a very fascinating encounter today. Parent called up, upset. Um, if they don't have, if they have any F in the grade book, they can't go on a trip tomorrow, which is a movie and a play. It's a, it's eighth grade big celebration day, and so a movie and a play. Uh, pl- uh, game works or like a, oh, okay. one of those with, yeah. with ice skating it, it's a good trip as far as that goes of course yeah. when I was a kid you never had a celebration day right no we had nothing um, no. so I see both sides but as far as that goes boy parent I had to call them this is the, one of the dreaded people and I had to call and Mrs. Howiggins yes and uh, break the news and it was the health teacher's fault because the child needed to turn stuff in Many opportunities, over and over, many reminders, but it's always the teacher's fault kind of thing. She got on the phone. <laughs> I got on, and I was like, well, there's good news and bad news. Bad news, did the deal with that. And then she went into this thing about, oh, that other teacher and what the H. And 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 then this teacher was waiting right with me in the room. And I said, what, well, I kept, well, well, yes, but, well, well, yes, but, well, well, but the good news, the good, the, yeah, y- yes, I, and, yes, the, the good news, uh, oh, here, would you like to talk to, to this teacher, yeah. the health teacher? <laughs> yes, I handed it off, and boy, Jeff, just, I don't know, probably was shorter, but it seemed like 10, 20 minutes in, she kind of holds the phone away and says, how long do I have to put up with this? <laughs> And I said, you you don't. You can say, oh, I have to go, and then give me the phone. I'll hang it right up, because it was from my desk across the desk to her. And, you know, I'm your witness. You did everything right. You took it on the chin. You were more than cordial. Most other people, you know. But, uh, you know, she starts tearing up and all stressed out. And mm. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, and we had. Did uh, you take her to your bosom and comfort her? I, I did. Yeah, I did. Good, no, she's a little man. tougher than that, actually. Oh, she's one of our tougher ones. And uh, she's like, "Okay, well, I guess it's all my fault." I go down. Don't, don't listen to that. It's every, always everyone else's fault. And then caught the kid throwing the toilet paper on the wall. You caught him. Caught him today. Heard all this laughter in the bathroom. Then I heard a splat. You caught him <laughs> out in the hallway. Caught him. You know, caught him wet-handed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. But um, boom. So there was something, and uh, what else today? And then the, someone, other people caught two kids vaping. Oh, that vaping thing. 
sneaking that little have you ever jewel thing in. A little... You vaped a little bit, haven't you? Actually, once with my my nephews. Who was I talking to? I don't even to remember was... it much, like a thing. It... I was talking to somebody. I, maybe my friend Jeff. Uh, do you like it? I mean, have you? No, I don't you even remember done it being okay. a thing. Okay. I remember more smoking the uh, pipe again with my son, Anna. Yeah, okay. Much I have a friend that uh, runs a summer camp for kids. He goes to these various uh, conventions and stuff where they teach him, you know, like what's new, what to look out for, what to be careful of. And uh, yep. so they talked a lot about vaping. And, this and they passed little... around the peace pipe or whatever. they So so all of the camp. Yeah, uh, something was very concealable, like yeah. a pen. Yeah, very small like little and... things. He said it was really something. And they talked about, you know, the different chemicals and stuff like that in it. But they're definitely not going to allow any vaping at the camp. But they... They do this so they know what to look for. But, yeah, that would be tough. You're going to be glad, aren't you, that uh, summer's coming? I'm very ready for yeah. a break from this. I hear yeah. next year will be better. Yes, I'm sure it will. Jeff's heard all the stories. It's been it's been a huge challenge managing that classroom. Yeah. And I normally don't, you know, it's been a great career, but, yeah, it's been too much. Yeah. Too much for most, to, a lot of people in a lot of ways. Time to hang up your cap and gown. Oh, we had a teacher quit. Just overwork and up and quit. She works much more than I do. Math teacher, it's like daily homework. Oh yeah, well anybody works more than you well, do. <laughs> yeah, I find ways to. <laughs> well, but anyway, so the stress and she's like, done. I'm done. Yeah, you know, left four years early. Done. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Glad well, I don't have to do bug it. Bug problem, Jeff is here. If I that insect you had over there, uh, that's my memorial uh, box elder bug. It is a box elder, you think? I think it's a box elder. I, I don't know. I think the, it's also called a stink bug. I don't know if there are any uh, entomologists out in the audience, but maybe they can set us straight on that. We could also look it up, but that seems horribly dull. Yeah, we find them uh, <laughs> We find them heels up uh, around Inside? the house. Yeah. Maybe they come in here to, to die. They, it could be. Maybe there's good, like an elder box graveyard, like an elephant yeah. graveyard <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. I've got a spot here for him. Have you had bugs in your house? Uh, yeah, we, we got the fun ones. The fun bugs? Previously, <laughs> this is a scary one. The box elders are no fun. Previously, we had the moths that come in in the, in the grain. Moths? From the, yeah, they hatch in, your, in the food you brought in from the store. Oh. They hatch, they climb up the larva, little larva climb up the walls and the crevices, hatch in the moths. I forget their name. The moths? Mo- moths. Oh. They hatch in the moths? Into. Into moths. Okay. All right. Jeff, it's like a thing. It's like a chrysalis thing. Haven't you heard of this? Like butterflies from from worms, like earthworms. You dig yeah, them up okay. and instead of going fishing with the earthworms, okay. you leave them laying in a corner of your house and then they get a cocoon and yeah. then the earthworms hatch into like butterflies. Right. Everybody knows this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, hatch. I thought you said hatch into moss. And I, <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, so we, I'm we, thinking of metamorphosis. They metamorphosize. They, they, they do. That's what. That's yeah. the word. There we go. And so, so we. Well, this was like three years ago. We figured out. Oh, they came from this. I don't know. Bag of grain, and we cleared it all out. You have to spray in there with ant killer, and then. Uh, you can eat them. You know. I you mean, you got to kill all those little larvae and little moths flying around your house. You could eat them. I guess. I'm sure we did eat some Protein. before we noticed they were in there. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, that was you notice that was the last time I was at your house for dinner. <laughs> so yeah, if you're ever in the store, you might see these little gray moths flying around. They're coming from one of the bags of grain. I guess I didn't. In fact, know I that. saw them later in the store. Now that I knew what they were, I'm like, oh, this store's got those things somewhere in here. Yeah. Uh, well, then this year it was these little, little, little three millimeter. I think it said brown, black beetles with these pointed, flat, snouty things <laughs> on their nose. <laughs> Sounds horrible. Well, they're re- ugly, and I saw them in the basement, and I'm like, "What are these things in the basement?" I don't even know what these things are. It must be a new bug, you know, coming in from the cracks. Well, then I saw them upstairs in the kitchen, and then I'm like, "I'm gonna go make rice," and I got this bag of rice. It was the scariest looking thing. Really? Oh, scary. It seemed like part of it got wet, and then it was like hard, and then there were brown insects all in it mixed with the rice, and then there were all over the cabinets in there. How did it cook up, though? Really great. It was yeah. delicious, <laughs> delicious meal. It 
it's a San Francisco treat normally, but so, uh, so once again we threw everything out from the two drawers: the rice, geez. the breadcrumbs, the any you know, leaving can. Inspected all the cans, pulled everything out. You're not gonna have moths in your garbage. Can. These don't turn to moths. Oh, okay. These stay beetles. Oh, really? And they just walk around the house. And then I'm like, in the basement. I've been going back and check. The spiders have finally come in. We were kind of low on spiders early in the spring. Good God, y'all. Yeah, now there's a lot, and they're getting on these little bugs. So I'm like, you go, spiders. Yeah, right. You go. Until they get big enough. Then they then get scary. Got, then, they, then they get scary. I think it must yeah, be right? because of all the rain. I just throw them in the, the bedroom, and I close the door. Yeah. If you open the door, man, it's like the lids yeah. come out, and, you know, they're going. <laughs> Horrible. I feed them cats. I throw, I catch the neighborhood cats and toss them in yeah. the bedroom and Meow. feed them to the spider. Well, I, I'll be on the lookout. For more bugs, we haven't. I, I actually haven't seen any. You don't want around. these infestations in your food sources. We do have raccoons, however, in in the basement. Not here? in the basement, but you know, right here at this these windows That's down here the in the broadcast were. foxhole. There's yeah, no, it's like the wild kingdom. If you look out these windows, they look out to the underside of our deck. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the raccoons have set up like a condo complex you or better something. Better check it well, out. And here's how we know we have them: is we have planters up on the deck. And at night, the raccoons come up and they crap in the planters. <laughs> no, for real? Yeah. The, like the backyard the is morning, right over there. I know. And there's piles right in, in, the, in our planters. It's a little disgusting. Oh, my. Yeah. Do they peek in the windows there? That'd be I have never, I've never like seen them peek in the window. You're down here. You look up and there's two red beady yeah. eyes looking in at you. Well, and I heard that they like to be somewhere dark. So I'm going to get some spotlights and set them in front of these windows, and I, they like it. They like it kind of quiet. So I'm going to do turn the up radio my, uh, thing. Try it. Yeah, I, heavy I, metal, some sabaton, maybe. <laughs> I try it. Crank I, it up. Remember, I had them in the back of the garage. I'm sure I told those stories on the podcast episode five or something. Yeah. But I won't repeat it tonight. But I remember reading that a lot of that stuff doesn't work much. Oh, but that's for passing through. If this is their home, maybe it'll work. Yeah. We'll anyway. See. Anyway. Anyway. It's a good time of well, year, isn't it, Dave? It it's is. Time, you know what? I always feel like gaming. There's something about this time of year that makes me want to game. I got some emails recently from Compass Games and from GMT Games, and they took all the games, Dave. Games. You have time for all this? No. <laughs> I barely have time to read the emails, let alone buy the games, and let alone then play the games. But so I'm. But listen, if anybody is out there and what I'm looking for is a good space game. Oh. Because the first. The first war game I ever played, hex game, was uh, Star Force from SPI. This was back in about 1975. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I haven't played a really good space game since then. So, listeners, if you know any space games that you really like, and I'm not looking for one of these five-player games. I'd like something that's, but it, I guess it could be a five-player game or a six-player game, you know. But I'm really like something that I can play solo or with one other person. Like a hex game, little complexity to it. Okay, good space game. All right, listeners, let them know because we have played that. I think it's X Wing, the Star Wars miniatures. Yeah, we played that once. Yeah, that with, was fun. Um, yeah. Well, we've been playing it without you at the guys' nights. Yeah, which is even more fun. <laughs> Do you light them on fire at the end? No. That's uh, the best part it's of model your, building is lighting model your stuff on fire. That's right. Well, what is what do you say we talk a little about advanced squad leader? Let's do that. Hey, Dave, this was a great idea to get out of the house for a change and come to this cool nightclub. This is really amazing, Jeffrey, except I am blinded by the disco ball. Well, as soon as your eyes get back and adjust to the light, look at those girls over there. Oh, I can see them now. Look at them, Jeffrey. Maybe they would go out with us. Do you think they would? They would never go out with us. What do we have to offer them? Maybe we could offer them some Bounding Fire Productions products. Oh, why, of course, Bounding Fire produces only the best thoroughly play-tested action-packed scenarios mm -hmm. and campaigns. Mm -hmm. They're committed to customer service. That's right. How could anybody possibly resist something from Bounding Fire Productions? They could not. We could give them our lines, you know, our pickup lines, like, um, Hey, girls, you want to go into the rubble? Oh, that's a good one, Dave. Or how about if I said, Hey, ladies... Let's go to the high ground. Oh, that would work every time. We can put the Operation Cobra into work here now to help us achieve our objective, Schmidt, with these oh, lovely ladies. Oh, that's so good. 
That's really good, Dave. Good thinking. Maybe they would want to see our crucible of steel. Oh, especially mine. I think so. And by the end of the night, Poland would be in flames. Oh, it's gonna be a hot one tonight, Jeffrey. Let's go over there and talk to them. I'm so excited. Uh, Come on, follow me. Okay, go ahead. Hey, ladies. Uh, Do you want to go maybe not just to the beach, but beyond the beachhead? You know, it's kind of fashionable nowadays for on TV shows to have uh, an opening where there's some action and stuff going on, and farther and farther into the show they'll go before they actually run the credits. Have you notice this? You know, sometimes they'll go 5, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then they'll show the opening credits, the name of the show. Mm, yes. Have yes. you noticed that? Yes. I'm glad. I know. <laughs> you have that sort of, what? Yeah. Well, so we're doing that. We're 18 minutes into the show, and we, we didn't say this is... The two half squads. We are the two half squads. The one and only podcast. Oh, dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, which is Advanced Advanced Squad Squad Leader. Leader. We're your hosts once again. This is episode 199. And Dave, you are the official keeper of the time. And I would like to say, oh, the date. Yeah. Did I do the date? May 22. Yeah. And I'm doing one show tonight. Yeah. Because next is 200. Yeah. And this show is brought to you by listeners like Jeff M. and Larry Y. Very kind one-time donations. Thank you, guys. On PayPal. I appreciate that very much. And by listeners like Chris B. With a recurring PayPal donation. Thank you, Chris. So you can do a recurring on PayPal as well as a one-shot. Yeah. And Dennis L. And James L. Unrelated. Who are doing a small recurring Patreon donation go to patreon patreon.com slash the two half squads and you can sign up there and for a mere pittance for the for the cost of a very small scenario pack i thought you were gonna say dog you can uh, yes or a small dog for a small uh donation uh, like a dollar a month or two dollars a month you can support the show and we appreciate it or five a month yeah you can be more appreciative (laughs) if you if you like we won't say no and it's also brought to you by Bouting Fire Productions. We'll oh, run yeah. an ad, and Our we'll very... run an ad for Ritter Creek. I'll add it up. And Ritter Creek, too, yeah. Appreciate those guys a lot. So the last time we really sat down and talked was uh, ASL Open, which has been a month come and gone now. That was a very fun day. Indeed. Took us a month to recover because mm-hmm. we had that much fun. We had a lot of good interviews, and we'll, we'll be hearing some of the some of the ASL Open on the, the end of today's show. Is that right, Dave? Uh, we do believe so. Yeah. Okay, great. Wonderful. Well, what do you say we do, just for old times' sake, some letters? Letters. I always thought, you know, we could never get enough of that, but actually, sometimes we do. No, well, maybe so. Yeah. Good song still, though. It has been 200 shows. Yeah, it has been. Almost. Almost. Yeah. And We can uh, go back to Adam's song next time, eh? Yeah, yeah, I love that song. Well, I have a letter up, Jeff, from Roger Brandon. If you refresh your page, you'll notice I took a few out of there. I'm refreshed. And... <laughs> He says, I wanted you both to know one of the many things I've always enjoyed about your show is the fact you don't use profanity. It's such a rarity today. (laughs) (laughs) I never felt the need to use. There were a few times in school or late when working, and I actually had someone offer me money, five or twenty, twenty bucks just to use the F word. I couldn't understand why they would be willing to spend money to get someone to swear. My wife, Laura, had the same reputation at Motorola. They thought it was kind of funny, like she never swore. Yeah. But uh, honestly, at work, especially, well, we won't. We already did our banter for the day, yeah. didn't we? I don't swear at work. Oh, at my client, at my clients and stuff. Well, no, but I, I mean, I go out to clients and stuff, and every once in a while, I'll swear, and they're like, oh, "Jeff, we've never heard you swear." It's like, yeah, well, I, I don't know how. Well, I'm he, not very good at it. Um, well, Maybe you could teach me. We I, we are a different 
generation or something, yeah. Jeff, because yeah. he does point out even his nieces can use some foul language around their uncle. Yeah. He does not appreciate it. And so he says 2F Squad is a bit of a sanctuary um, where he's constantly assaulted by profanity and poor grammar, etc. Many of us are addicted to your podcast and it would be cruel to ever end it. So if you have any compassion, Jeff, the two of you will continue until the day you die, even if it means producing it from your hospital beds or the nursing home 40 years from now. That's what I'm looking forward to. So are we going past 200? Have we decided yet? Yes, we are. We are. We are. It's official. Should we set it? And we don't know if that's 205 or 210. (laughs) I was going to say, should we set a goal? But probably not. We'd get in trouble. Do you know if you shoot for 250. Yeah, 250 seems doable. That would be amazing. But by that time, we'll both be retired. Are you ever going to make it? I'm going to retire you next year. Him. I told you, I'm going to retire when you do. He's going to live off me. <laughs> yeah, in my that's right. <laughs> I just feed me the bugs. It's going just, to work. I'll just eat the bugs out of the bag. Good, and then we won't have them in yeah. our home anymore. Yeah. Good protein. Um, we remember we used to joke, well, you weren't there for the early D&D days, but we would joke that because... Our DM was like 60 or 58 or something yeah. back. Ooh. I was like at 40-something, and we're joking like, we'll be in a retirement home, Jeffrey. Say, nurse, hand me the dice. Yeah. I wonder if you ever see D&D going on at a retirement home. <laughs> it's fun. Anyway, thank you, Roger, for chiming in. And we'll continue the mostly profanity-free. Yeah. You know, I was listening. Uh, my wife... Uh, showed me the, a podcast trailer, you know, a, like a promotional thing for a popular podcast not long ago. And it's popular now. People drop the F-bomb. They'll say, you know, here's our new podcast. I've got this new podcast. And it's all about going out there and getting what you want out of life and learning how to go for the gusto. And she dropped the F-bomb like three times. I guess that's going for the gusto. And I just thought I will not listen to that podcast. I have deleted some that yeah. have been too much swearing. Yeah. Well, and I got kids in the house. Yeah. Oh, come on. Well, and it, it offends me. Okay. And there's like 10, right? We're supposed to actually do stuff. Do stuff. Like produce a scenario. That's pack, never going to happen. Make a song for That's this guy. That's never going to happen. Get back to That's never going to happen. Big Modem says, I enjoy your ASL podcast being a transplanted Illini. Ever hear of Marengo, Illinois, Jeff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I was down at U of I. In the South. It's neat to hear your accents and Midwestern sensibilities. Why did you decide to start to do this podcast? Because we're show-offs. We got <laughs> We like to have a, an audience. Hmm. Why we want to be the center of attention? It's no. We thought we would be funny and entertaining. No, we didn't even think we'd be funny. Remember, I was laughing at our first shows, and and I didn't know if we were supposed to be laughing and making jokes. Do you remember? Yeah, kind of. But you had not listened to many podcasts by that time, had you? A few, and 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 we want to do it to make an ASL podcast. Yeah, to, to share learning and to yeah. be creative. He said, "Was it to be creative? It, it was to be creative and to learn the game better, and to learn and, the game and promote it. Yeah, in our own yeah. way. But really, really, I think I my drive was I wanted to be creative. I don't think we wanted to be famous. No, I mean no, we, we enjoy no. being known now in the community. Yeah. Um, but it was mostly like, I, I felt I had all this knowledge and I knew Jeff had the technology. Jeff was new to the game and, and interested. And we weren't even this good of friends when we started. No. At all. Was, I didn't do, really care for you. No. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you do 200 shows with somebody. Yeah. yeah you're either going <laughs> to still be doing them or you're, you're going to be better friends or yeah. no longer friends. Right. That uh, happens. That too. happened with someone. Yeah, I remember. It did happen, it did happen it with someone. Bad with someone. I don't. Yeah. Still don't get that. But yeah, I don't either. Um, yep. So there you go. I think it's creative and to teach and love of the game. Yeah. For me, I love it. Yeah. I love ASL, and it's just. And then we did like history reports, which we haven't done for a while. Yeah. So uh, you know, like history and all that. I've got a letter from a Louis, or Lewis Paddle, who says. For all of you, actually, he posted this on our uh, episode 194 on the website. He says, for all of you who cannot get enough of the two half squads theme, and he put a link there, thanks to Jeff for helping me learn the song on my Squire Strat. So, and then he put a couple of links there. Turn you oh. oh, that's the oh. original. Yes, he found the original. He found artist. the original, that was it, yeah. by Derek K. Miller. Okay, I thought he was playing it on his Strat. Yeah, because we use a clip from that. And we, yeah. And we, um, yeah. 
Have and I actually have played that. it on my, I don't have a Strat, I have a uh, Gibson Les Paul, and I'll pull that out. And I also have an Epiphone, just for those of you who like to know, an episode, Epiphone SG Pro 400, and I will play the song uh, in an upcoming, up, maybe for episode 200. There maybe so. Um, the next one, Jeff, is from Gamers Armory. Do you want to check that one? And I will All let right. everyone know that our show is also brought to you by listeners like Jeffrey M., Doing a kind PayPal donation. Thank you, Jeffrey. Jack Dempsey writes, Hey, Jeff and Dave, looking forward to listening to the ID Jester interview. So he had written this before we aired that yes, show. Yes, we got that done. Back in 2011, when I was just getting back into ASL, ID Jester was pretty much the only fellow producing ASL videos on YouTube. To say he assisted me in understanding the rules and gameplay is a huge understatement. Thanks for all the help, Kirk. So, yeah, thank you, Kirk. And I still... I'm uh, learning stuff from Kirk. You know, he has some other stuff, just as an aside, that I uh, found by looking up his name, and he has some very nice line of sight and um, elevation player aids. I need a copy of that for Dave Timonen. I will. So I'll print this up. You know how actually you well, can it have shows, this one. It shows blocks. Yes. For levels and yeah, then drawing it gives 3D an arrow, representations. Trying to show what is it? Hexes at the bottom up? there. Yeah. yeah. Hexes with the. Yeah, that might be nice because remember how I, I would set up jars. Yeah, which I love. Two level I jar, one level jar, showing if you hold a long pencil down along the line, right? You can't see behind the house, right? Without bending the pencil. And I'm going to do that with Legos yeah. if I have any Legos left over from my Saturn V rocket project. And so you found these where we should bookmark these. I or put them, um, a link up on you the know show? I looked up ID Jester. I think I found his website and it he listed he had. I don't know, 20 or so different player aid type things. Okay. Really good stuff. So we'll put those on. Try and do a link to that. Got a letter here from, uh, I guess this is from Dan Dolan, who was writing about the episode 197 where um, Bob Brown and Rich Spilkey were playing that Red Barricades campaign game. And Dan was saying the success that Rich had in his game was due more to his being a very good player. I think he's... uh, being a little modest here because Rich used uh, Dan's notes about how to play this game, this particular game, and Rich uh, won handily. He goes on to say, he was able to take my skeleton of a plan and make it work on the ground. It was fun watching it unfold and see it succeed against a good player. I've used it several times, but this was the first time I've seen someone use it and change it. So yeah, that was kind of interesting. We got some good uh, listenership on that particular episode. Indeed, and I have some contacts from uh, Doug P., and he was pointing out, asking if, uh, since he has all the Avalon Hill ASL modules, wondering if we ever thought of a segment where we revisit the earlier scenarios. Typically, I'm not replaying a lot of the older ones, because you know me, Jeff, plow ahead, right? Plow ahead. But maybe for we better should or for be worse. deliberate at that. Maybe. I think that'd be a good idea. Might be a good a, idea. Take a classic uh, a classic old scenario. Yeah, I, I, I know. I did. I did a, a older one from the red, not red barricades from, um, well, Beyond Valor, and did it with Dave Timonen as a ASL extra replay. Right. So you may find a few there, but maybe we could be more deliberate in that. I think that's a great idea, Doug. Yeah. Of course, we don't want everything we promise. We don't always deliver due to time, but we'll see. We like the idea. And then he also sent a link here to a. Guy who rebuilt a panther. Oh, I think it was a panther. Uh, was it a tiger? I forget. I watched some of it, but anyway, he was actually was his name got Frankenstein. No, it's some guy in Europe. He bought the oh. chassis. He went and found the engine. He, oh, his man. whole adventure to to actually get this thing working. Historical tank yeah. up and running. Yeah. So it's kind of fascinating. I'll throw the link up for the listeners. You know what I find fascinating is in World War II, how many uh, T thirty, you know. How many Russian tanks were there, T-34s? Maybe like 30,000 of them. Probably. And now there are two or something, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, and all the American tanks that were around, and how many are there? Like none. I was surprised at the First Division Museum how little World War II, I don't even know if there were any World War II tanks there. Do you happen to know offhand? At which museum? I mean, at, the, at the First Division Museum at Cantini. Most of those are post World War II. They're ones. Korean War. There were and, some American. After. There were some American. World War II. Yeah, tanks? they had a World War One and they had a World War Two. Maybe oh, okay. two World War Two. Yeah, I missed those because yeah, I mean I looked at six tanks. M eighteen was there. 
Yeah, okay. And Andreas Carlson also, thank you for your kind donation, making our show possible. And I have one here from a short one saying, uh, from Doug again, I'm almost finished a player aid for beginners. It's a database for all marker counters, what the counter is, when they are placed, when they are removed. Sounds like a great idea, Doug, when you get that done set up and we'll give it if you want to get it shared out there we'll be glad to share it for you on the website or podcast yeah, sure where's our next one here uh eric from canberra uh, thank you maybe eric writes from canberra on episode 197 he said i almost fell off my chair when i heard when someone say that isolated units lose their leaders Ah, that is yes. not correct. No wonder the Russians lost. And then he put a little smiley face. So he's spanking us, but we're that smiling. That was from the um, Rich one. Yes. And Rich acknowledged that was a mistake, yeah, but felt it didn't affect the outcome of the game, obviously, with the encirclement happening anyway. Yeah. But thank you for clarifying. We want to encourage all the listeners to post these comments on the episodes. As Jeff says, we're used to getting a, a little spanking because we are not the experts here. No. I have one from Mark. He's saying, keep up the good work. I've written a couple times before. Hope you're going past 200. Did you heard we committed to that? Two quick questions, Jeff. Have you considered a show on solitaire ASL? Great idea. Second, several episodes back, you mentioned a friend who moved to Orange Park, Florida. And I believe, Mark, we have you hooked up now with... No kidding. With um, Barklow. With Tom Barklow. Yes. So I believe that is That is, is spectacular. How about I do that? believe so. What a great world we live in. Yeah, and so you're right. Uh, solitaire ASL would be something to explore. I have played it several times in the past. Who'd you play with? About it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to play solitaire because I'm too annoying to play with anybody anymore. <laughs> so there's some great ideas. We need to do solitaire. I need to start a list here and uh, revisit the older scenarios when we do some replays and what you've been playing and all that stuff do you have one from big al i do let her hear from big al big al writes okay the answer about motion attempt had me scratching my head okay i've reread the rule (laughs) and still not sure it says what you suggest but what do i do now well i'll tell you i got a few shows behind since last christmas and one of the first i listened to when getting caught up, mentioned Dave had a little medical scare. So glad you're okay, Dave. As it's true that good things can come from bad things, your experience motivated me to start working out in earnest again. I've been running and bike riding these past couple of weeks while listening to your show. I just got caught up today after my run. So keep them coming, boys. These shows are good for all of us. Well, you know That what? is great. I had to have us read that a lot. Yeah, we have to. Now we have to keep up because if we don't and he dies... <laughs> I'll feel pretty bad about that. How about you? You've been working out? Uh, yes, I've still been keeping up on that. Just got to get the intake portion. See, I, I I started, I made a commitment to work out uh, three, four times a week in April, and that lasted for a week and a half. Uh, so I got to get back into that. Man, you can do that, Jeff. But I have given up uh, alcohol for, oh. for May and June. Oh, yeah. grand. Yeah. Indeed. Just because. Uh, I have one from Brian. But I do, I'm now snorting cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Brian Camp says, hi guys. First off, I want to thank you for what you do. I'm a new listener and slowly return, working my way back from the current episodes. I always find something interesting. A squad leader player from the 80s, from his teens, but never made the plunge to ASL. Lack of players in the area. Kept him from starting. And fast forward to September 2017. He has decided to join the fold, Jeffrey. Oh, that's great. I wasn't getting any younger, so I dove in and purchased the starter kit. Great. Good place to start. Yeah. I still didn't have another player, but was determined to learn the system. In an effort to drum up players in the area, I started a Facebook group, NE Florida Advanced Squad Leader. Wow. In the attempt to drum up players in this area, though the group, through the group I was able to locate several players, even got some Vassal games in. Even taking it so far as to get a full ASL game in at Rapier Con in the local gaming convention here in Jacksonville, Florida. And it was there that I met Tom. Tom Barkalo? Barkalo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and as luck would have it, he lives 20 minutes away from me. Imagine my surprise when I got to the year-end episode 
and find out that I'm playing a regular monthly game with a podcast celebrity. Yeah. Well, I have your podcast, and the fact that I have a willing player that lives close pushed me over the edge to get Beyond Valor, the Pocket Rulebook, and the Rat Charts. Once Tom and I get through the starter kits, I look forward to many years of ASL playing. I might even see if I'm able to drum up some new local players. You go, Brian Caps from Jacksonville, That's Florida. That's really spectacular. Boy, you know, Tom Barklow probably doesn't miss you at all. No, I think he's now. That's why he doesn't call me anymore. He, doesn't, he didn't do Marco Polo with me. Oh, man. Has he ever Marco Poloed with you? No, he never got. Oh, oh, I'm not techni- I don't know technology. Oh, that's... He worked at, uh, didn't he work at Fermilab or something? <laughs> yes, he did. Or Argon? That's all nuclear science. He doesn't know, well, like, the computer. Oh, just because <laughs> that science is 13 billion years old, he, he can't learn something new? It can't be that old. It can't be older than World War II. Or do I misunderstand something about Probably. nuclear science? Yes. I'm going way back. But anyway, maybe I'll find his Facebook group and post it. Can I do that? Yeah, we could look for his Facebook group. Okay, I'll make a note. I'll look for that. And Jeff, do you have another one or two? I have one here from Anonymous. (laughs) Anonymous. And he writes, oh, okay. And he's uh, posting, uh, he posted on our episode 198, which was called Total Quiz Show. He says, regarding motion attempt rule, D2.401 says you have to roll for your motion attempt during the movement phase of an enemy ground unit. You can't wait until the end of the enemy movement phase and then make the attempt based on an enemy unit that moved earlier. Well, I don't remember that. Was there? A, did we say that wrong? I guess we did. We must have. It seems pretty obvious. Anyway, he says, uh, I think this was a common misconception, maybe based on an ASL journal article. Thanks for the shows. You guys are great promoters of ASL and your enthusiasm and humor, especially when dealing with the daunting rule book. So thank you, Anonymous. Must be Greek. Probably is yeah. Greek. Yeah. I'd also like to say thank you to Doug H., who just pledged also from Patreon, a generous donation per episode. Thank you, sir. James writes and he says, I often tout the clean language virtue of your podcast to my gaming friends because it's the only one I listen to with my six-year-old, uh, the only one I will listen to with my six-year-old in the car. See? I hope there's no permanent damage. Yet despite this, I often find myself <laughs> dropping foul language when playing ASL. Profanity is an old habit from my youth that I've managed to phase out of the rest of my life, but I can still drop a bomb or two or three or four. When the dice, for instance, go horribly wrong. <laughs> I know a few guys like that in oh, the yeah. basement for I think Basel. I have been uh, guilty of that. No, not much. You're not. It bugs me because... Stupids. Because, <clears throat> because, yeah. We won't name any names. <laughs> yeah, stupids. Uh, it bugs me because I want to be respectful of my gaming friends, myself, and my family. So after listening uh, to episode 193, I entered into a swear jar agreement with my regular ASL partner, Rob. We decided on a $5 per incident with the kitty to be thrown in on ASL product we both ultimately want to play together. Wait, Wait you throw the cat into the box, you, too? You throw the kitty in, and you trade it in for <laughs> ASL products. <laughs> you really can't That's lose. That's a neat idea. You, yeah, but you can't lose. It's, it's a no-lose situation. You get someone wins. Oh, and then your like, friend plays the, that game with you anyway. It's like you, Johnny, every time you swear you have to put a... A dollar in there, and then at the end of the week, we're going to go buy cookies. And eat them together. And eat them. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's a great idea. Anyway, though. it's still a great idea. So far, we're in uh, for five bucks a piece. Curse you, boxcars. When I need an 11 <laughs> to hit that bore-sided that uh, bore sided side shot. Not exactly, not exactly looking for life lessons from my entertainment, but credit is due. But credit due is credit due, gentlemen. Well, thank Happy you. Happy Easter. And have a great spring. Thank you much. Thank, Thank you, you much. And that was we nice. Did. Thanks, that was James. Nice. Very nice. So. so next episode, we'll be swearing. Starting episode 200, it'll be all swears all the time. <laughs> and you won't, hear, Look out. you won't hear any letters for quite a while. So if that was no, too all, boring for you. We're all full up. I enjoyed it. I'm sorry. but It's uh, nice getting caught up and but, hearing uh, from everybody. Yeah. And, yeah. No letters in 200. Lots of good interviews. Though. Yeah. Dave, when you need to... Scratch your ASL itch. Uh-huh. Where do you Where do you go? I have to go somewhere 
where there's fast service. Yes. Somewhere where the store clerks are very nice. Nice clerks, yep. Somewhere where I'm going to get good ASL bang for my buck. Yep. And selection. And free shipping. X. So here's where I go. Where do you go, I'll, Jeff? I'll let you in on a little secret. Don't tell anybody. Ritter Creek. What is that again? Ritter Creek. Ritter Creek. Rittercreek.com. They've got selection. They've got fast shipping. They've got, what was the other thing you asked for? Friendly clerks. Friendly clerks. I'm talking friendly. <laughs> They're great at Ritter Creek. they got all kinds of stuff. It's a great website to go and peruse around and ASL stuff galore. And free shipping now. Free shipping. Who which can is, possibly yeah. beat that? Now, we want you to go to your local neighborhood gaming store and support them any way you can. If you got one anymore. But if there's ASL to be had, go to Ritter Creek. RitterCreek.com. Yeah. Yeah. I'm drinking water out of this weird, like, you are, canteen so thing. And uh, it kind of makes this funny noise. So if you hear this during the show, it's me drinking. All right. Well, enough of that. Yeah. Hey Jeff, um, I don't I don't want to announce this segment. For uh, I, I just want to say, hey, I played this scenario. <laughs> you saying you're tired of the music? <laughs> that darn flute! No, no, it's not what you played lately. It's just I played this oh. scenario. Oh, okay. It's a new segment. I played oh, this. I, I played, played this, this scenario. scenario. I love it. It's the only way out, and it is from Haka Pie. <laughs> And guess it who I played? It's like the scenario pack that, or it's the uh, module that won't die. Guess whose initials? DT. Who did I play? Dave Timonen. Yeah, as usual. Uh-huh. In guessed. fact, we play tested it twice. I won as the German and the Finn in the play oh, okay. test, mm-hmm. and then he won as the German in this one. Now, I recommend this. You got two boards, seven and thirty-nine. One is the river board, seven, the wide river. Oh yeah, right. Which I love that one. Doesn't do much. For the game, but yeah. it blocks off the edge. And then the other board is the the half the mountain. Oh with yes, the woods and all. Yeah, going the whole way with a road kind of going along. Is that forty two or it's thirty nine? Oh, thirty nine. Yep. Yeah, okay. And then so the goal here is you have um, first you set up a German rear guard. It's just two guys with some lights and some foxholes. I what's, guess. what's the oh, weather? The goal. What time yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of excited, aren't I? Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> It's you're giddy. It is fi- the fifteenth of October, nineteen forty-four, in Finland. So this is the one when the by this time the Finns, you know, there were three phases. There was the original when the R- Russians attacked Finland. Was right. it the Winter War? Yeah, and they were driven out. Then it was like a continuation war. Maybe don't get mad at me, listeners. I'm going from memory if I'm wrong. But the continuation war when the this Russians. is like fake. This is where fake news comes from. <laughs> this is when exactly. the Russians came in the second time and actually yeah. were winning against the Finnish. So they allied with Germany. The Germans helped push back the Finns over there toward um, Leningrad. And then the Russians started driving them back again. And I think that's the. Oh, I already forgot. I just had it in my head. Anyway, point is they're now against the Germans. And. The Germans are trying to escape. That's why it's called the only way out. And they're going along this road to get to this city. And the deal is the rear guard just sets up anywhere like along the road. Then you roll a die to place the rest of the German units along this road in six segments. So hmm. if you roll one, it's the first segment, furthest away from the oh, exit. Okay. You roll a six, it's the end segment, closest to the exit area. You get points for exiting and points for casualties, and you got to exit ten points and have more casualty points than the fin. How clever. So then you're rolling, laying out all these units, and some are in trucks, and uh, so they're all spread out on the road. You don't know where they're going, but before you're placing all those, the fin has set up the rest of his forces all along the mountain ridge, mm. along the road. So, yeah. Finn, you're looking for lines of sights down the road. Some have better. Some can see two, three hexes. Some can only see one or two hexes of the road. So hit those better line of sights first. Get your machine guns on those. Other than that, you don't have any idea where these guys are going to be oh, on this road. Fun. Then the German rolls dice randomly, places one per hex, so they got to be spread out. German, you have some half squads. So I'm figuring out 
as I'm setting up, uh, cause I don't do a lot of pre-planning. Um, well, let's see, I do see where the enemy is and he's, I guess I'm going to want to fill up the spaces with the half squads closer to the enemy and reserve any spaces that are bends in the road or might be concealed or hidden, hidden or out of line of sight, really, technically. Yeah. Uh, save those for the larger units or for the truck or whatever. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it took me a, a little bit. I already set up several guys. Before so you're putting I, up your half squads there as uh d- Yeah. Fodder. fodder. You call it? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Decoys, yeah. fodder. I mean, someone's going to get shot. Yes. On the prep. And of course, it's the war. first turn goes to the fin. So he opens up prep fire oh, yeah. all along the road. And if you get hit in a truck, of course, you got to make a crew survival roll or the guys are gone. Um, so apparently the first time I played, I won with the Germans and with the Finn in the play test. And it was the same actual game that ended up in the final set in Hakapala. I was getting trounced, trounced. He was rolling and I won't blame the die rolls cause Dave played a solid game, but a lot of case lashes and mm. KIAs, mm. which, you know, you don't see yeah. a lot of those, right. but I'm out in the open on the road. So yeah, there's no pluses. There's no nags. I'm just sitting, standing, and but, and then they're breaking, and you're trying to get routing, and your leaders are certain places. You, you didn't have control, so they're moving into the woods. So I'm trying to regroup. So then you want to regroup across the road there, and then push north. And again, had, you know, it, it was a great game. We both had a lot of fun. I had to actually quit in turn four. My reinforcements at German, you get these six more dudes coming on at the end with a truck and an AT gun. I think you just want to get the AT gun off the board. There's another side of the mountain or hill you can look on the backside. You could try going back there. But uh, by this point, I had law. I think Dave had 20, at least 15 to 20 point victory points. By turn four? And when I was coming on wow. turn three with my reinforcements, it's then out of 10 moving turns. into turn four, yeah. it was pretty simple to add up, oh, Everyone's going to have to make it all the way down this long board yeah. and, and exit. Plus, I have to score more victory points than him total, and you got to exit 10. Wow. I think I had exited two by this time. So we could add it up. You got to exit 10, and then, okay, I got barely enough to exit, and I still have to score more than him. Which means I have to kill. But this this is a scenario five. with ten turns. I mean, were were you pushing too fast? No. Were you trying to go too no, fast? No, set up all along the road, and it's I just think, the way it opens. Yeah, up. Yeah, and huh? I think if the German routes and rallies instead of gets KIs and K slashes, oh, yeah. yeah, you're going to have a longer battle. You're going to want to battle your way slowly down that road. There's no hurry. Yeah, no reason to go back out on right. the road. Just keep fighting your way through the woods. In fact, maybe you can go up into the and the woods is the mountain is the hill is wooded. So all that movement, if you're gonna fight through there, is gonna be super slow. So I think the ten turns opens up an option for the German to hit into the mountain mountain yeah. hill and start pushing north at a slow pace. Yeah. And not freak out that oh I'm not gonna make it off the board. So that's now, I think why. Uh you played this two times prior. Do you happen to remember how long those went? No. Even no, okay. No. Oh, I can. You I can a, look it up though. You, you have a protoplasmic memory. I thought I maybe you would write it down. Remember? <laughs> yeah. How long the turns go? Oh, so I've written down these you do. play tests. Oh, you do yeah, have it. Okay. List okay. Cool. That would be interesting to know. Who's the designer on that? Because that sounds pretty cool. That one is Timu Luoma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember Lars? We interviewed yeah, Lars long I do. ago, Jeff. Yeah. Man, back then we were like. Wow, this is so such a score. We're like, this is amazing. We're interviewing actual ASL yeah. players. We were just yes. fanboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds like a sounds like a good one. Our last segment. Glad you had fun. Sensor is. So, Dave, show. We just took a break, <laughs> and look what you've got. We're not okay. going to open this pack. Okay, we, took we won't a, say what it was, but we took a break. Yeah, and looked at what's in the boxes, what we might do, and I have Winter Offensive Bonus Pack Nine. Yeah. No, MMP did not send it to us to be reviewed on the show. I snagged no. it for. I gave like the guy who won this at the ASL Open. Yeah, like ten bucks or whatever. Just like, just here, I'll just I'll take it. I got just, I, you know gonna yeah. review it anyway. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a deluxe one anyway. But in this wrapper. In hex F4, in the, almost in the center dot of the woods, 
is one of those little bugs from the kitchen. Oh, my. I can't believe it's from your kitchen. Well, I think job. it came from MMP's kitchen. I think MMP is the ones that sent the bug. Maybe it wasn't from it's the rice. It's one of them uh, New Hampshire bugs. Look at this. I think the whole thing is sealed up. They sealed a bug in Maybe there. Maybe they had the bugs at their house, too. And they sent there, and they're sending them all over the country. <laughs> I swear. I'm probably illegal. I'm picture of that. Biohazard. Isn't that crazy? MMP products, biohazard. That is crazy. I couldn't get in can't there. believe that. It can eat through plastic. We looked him up online. And now he is dead, isn't he? He's dead, Jeff. Okay, yeah, good. You're, you're safe, I think. Get that out of my basement. <laughs> so, should we do a little what's in the box? A little what? What's in the box? Yeah. Sure. You should go back and do history reports. I, I'll get off my rear end. Yeah, me too. Um, and on Patreon, we'll post another um, bounding... Um, uh, um, bonsai. Yeah, bonsai. Soon. It'll bonsai Maybe episode third three, one. Did we get our right? second one up? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, this is from Critical Hit. Yeah, we got... Thank uh, you, Ray. We got a little Ray donation from Ray Tapio. Which material is, to go through. Which is really... Very nice of you, Ray. We appreciate it a lot. And we, we've asked Ray to be on the show. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Yeah, he's, he's a little he, gun-shy, as is yeah. um, Chaz and a couple other people. Yeah, he kind of he likes to do uh, the things his way, and which is great. But I, we really appreciate it. Because we've never really... Have you seen Critical Hit stuff much? Early. I got all the early magazines. Yeah. And, and Was um, that Ray back in those days, mm-hmm. too? Sure oh, was. Okay. First, first one I was writing yeah. little checks to. Wow. Eleven dollars. I'll take a You probably still have you know, your check register years. with with all of that in there. I know you No, no. Oh, okay. So he sent us just kind of a variety of things. You know, he wrote and he said, I'd like to send you guys some stuff and, and so, you know, what do you want? And I had a couple of suggestions I sent him. I I'm not even sure that uh he sent me what those were, but this is something called Dutch Trucks Three from Critical Hit. Unique AFVs, trucks, and more. Unique AFVs and trucks and more. And more. And uh, on the back, there's a very nice, uh, unique-looking vehicle with a uh, cupola. Look at that. The four, the quad machine guns in this, like, plastic cupola. And on the back, it says, Years ago, you heard about the impending Dutch trucks. We were happy to get common access minor vehicles of that there is no doubt. But a void was left in our esotericist's heart, one that needed filling. In swooped a retired former high-ranking government official that also happened to have a hankering for the esoteric, a desire to help, a love for the ASL comp line, and a collection of impossible-to-find blueprints, the kind that are not out there on the Internet. It took literally years to collect. So this is this collection of uh, unique... Vehicles. So here, Dave, I'll hand off and to you. And that's number three? Yeah. Huh. So that is... So what this comes with is... Is that like three pages of... Four? Like four pages, like chapter H, uh-huh. uh, covering each of the vehicles. Yeah. And then... A very nice uh, counter card. Color-coded, German... From here I see British American, is that French and Italian vehicles? Yeah. The Dutch, uh, I'm sorry, not the the British upper left, is that a CMP PAC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a 50 millimeter pack 38 AT gun mounted in T on a CMP Ford vehicle used by the first tank company of the Free French Forces. How about that? Mm-hmm. As the notes, as usual, quality of the counters. You haven't tried to pop them out, have you? Uh, I'll try right now. Pop. Uh, may need a, actually a little cut. Maybe, but they, it seems to be look, bending well along yeah, the bottom. It seems to be do. opening okay. Yeah. Uh, boy, that Hakapali was the worst set of counters I've had. Yeah, the original did, print. Right. Um, yeah, they didn't look rough. too good. Be sure to razor that, people. Yeah. Did um, they send you a replacement sheet? Did you ask no, for a replacement sheet? No, but I got a, a two. A, Two free games, actually. Oh, okay. So I can't complain. I can well, recut good. my second game and make it a little better. But yeah. 
but quality of the bounding fires, you know, just falling out of there, yeah. as well as that, uh, some yeah. of those other recent products. Uh, that other vehicle is a Beaverette Mark II and Mark III AA gun. After the evacuation of Dunkirk, the British were desperate for ways to make the home country prepared for the inevitable German invasion. Mm-hmm. One result is a standard car, better known as a Beaverette, an armored car produced to equip the RAF to defend airfields against enemy forces, including paratroops. Named after Lord Beaverbrook, then Minister oh. of Aircraft Production. Yeah, I don't have these in ASL. But that, what do you see, Jeff? So I don't know, and so where would we play with these? I guess we'd have to... Oh, what scenarios do they appear in? Yeah. Probably having to do your own. Yeah. Is there a green counter there with a... Like these? With a motorcycles? What's the brand? Yes. What's the brand name on that? Yeah, Harley-Davidson. Look at that. Look at that. The you Harley got, Davidson Well, the game motorcycle. is complete now, Jeff. Do you like my mustache? <laughs> I do. Don't I look like I should be on a Harley? You do. I took your picture, and that's uh, going, I thought that I this think needs to go on the show. I'm going to put a picture of you with your squeaky water bottle, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, the, how that'll go. Yeah, you get uh, two, four, six, eight, ten. Ten Harley Davidson counters, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, they produced. And then, go yeah, ahead. Uh yeah, I guess I didn't realize, but it certainly makes sense. They were producing motorcycles. and They produced about 70,000 WLA wow. and WLC military motorcycles for the U.S. Army and their allies during the war years. I wonder if there's any of those around. They were used exclusively by American troops for messenger military police, came with their own leather jacket with torn-off sleeves no, no. and uh, swastikas on them to fool the enemy to really? thinking they were Germans. You're, you're making that up. No, reading for, it right bandanas, there. red bandanas That's for your amazing. head, and packet of marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> a packet of marijuana? What have I forgotten? My turn on a lid. A packet. <laughs> a package containing marijuana a, a, leaves. A quarter pound. A lid. A quarter uh, pounder. Yeah. <laughs> no, wow. folks, I have never done any of those things. No, for the record. Um. Yeah, that's really cool. That, that is a you know, cool counter. Let's yeah. see, I'm looking on the other side. Yeah, there's only two. So there's three motorcycles on the front, two on the back. That's because they're half-squatted yep. in yep. squads, yep. right? Much yep. like the horse counters. Yep, yep. There's the notes, vehicle applicable notes. Yeah, and then there's this interesting uh, M29. Just a tiny little vehicle here. Not armored. No uh, is that German armament or? of any kind. It's American. I was going to say M29. Okay, because so that's a weasel. Yeah, of course, that's American. Uh, it's a fully tracked personnel carrier arm oh, okay. to operate efficiently in snow. The idea for the weasel yeah. came from a British inventor. That's what I was curious about, because the flip side shows deep snow. Uh, oh. You know, and in deep snow, Reduced. you get... Yeah, it pays... One half extra... Uh, movement point instead of a full snow. one instead of a full one yeah yeah full one movement point cool yeah this was uh wanted to support attacks of axis forces and industrial installations in norway to hamper the german atomic weapons development in hergenfluden the name became project what hergenfluden Kladen. Uh, isn't that where that was do you like the swedish meatballs <laughs> on your pizza <laughs> Project Plow, for for real. Boy, I know so little about World War II when you look at all this stuff, Yeah, huh? I know. It's amazing. I know. Me too. But you knew that. Uh, no, you're fairly well versed. And then some uh, Italian ones. Auto Protetto. Uh, oh, right. SPA, yes, I'm seeing those here. Some types of trucks. Yeah. Wow, one of these things has a bridge on it, a one-lane bridge, passerella. I'm going to read this. Is that okay? The Caro Velcoe. Do you see that really long thing? Yes, right. It's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six hexes. Oh, those are actual six bridge counters. hexes. Yeah. And then above them are the vehicles with the bridges on them, like bridge layers oh, maybe? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's with a, three movement, fact, it, uh, movement points. It's a Caro Veloce, passerella, which is like a Caro, meaning car, Veloce, like volcano, and then a passerelle, like a passenger. Oh. Catwalk version of I made all that up. The yeah, L3 was, was built you as, had me going. <laughs> in small, Mr. Gullible. In small numbers in 34, the game piece represents a bridge layer, as we guessed. Oh, okay. 
23-foot-long bridge was transported in sections. Yeah, and then, uh, so there's tankettes, you see, when they separate. There's counters for the tankettes and for the bridges that separate. You can leave the bridge in the hex you placed it in. Yay. Cool. You know, that's actually a nice little pat. I mean, without scenarios, though, but if you love this kind of stuff. Yeah, worth having. And I kind of like it, but. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know how much this goes for. I didn't look it up offhand, but uh, anyway, that's kind of cool from Critical Hit. Yes, thanks Thanks very much. Thank you again, Ray. I think we're over an hour, aren't we, Jeff? Yeah, I think so. So no interviews for you this time, people. What's coming up for 200? And how far ahead do we usually plan? Well, we'll find out. We don't want to tell too much what's coming up for 200 because we don't know ourselves, but it's going to be, uh, there will be sure. much, you know, dancing and laughing. and For sure, ASL Open interviews. Yeah, absolutely. If that's all we bring you folks, that's a celebration in yeah. itself. Yeah. So thanks for listening to us for all, 200, for all 199 episodes. Wow. And, uh, wow. Dave, always good to see you. Good to see you, Jeffrey. See you next time. See you all next time. Bye-bye, everybody. And remember to um, roll low. And, of course, do rally well. But, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. No, that would be a shame. It would truly be a shame. Yes. Goodbye. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheerio. Chin-chin. Cheerio. Chim chimney, chim chim cherry, as sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cheru. Good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. Or blow me a kiss, and that's lucky too. Now as the ladder of life You excited about the new Mary Poppins movie? I did Mary Poppins Jr. for the school play. Remember I said Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that Michael Polo that yeah. sing it over? Our, our chimney sweeps were incredibly fun to watch. Oh, yeah. That little bit you showed me was great. Yeah, they send you the... Oh, from the actual show. Yeah. Did I, did I do that, too? Yeah. Chim 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 When you're with a sweep, you're in company. Why would I want to shake a hand with a sweep anyway?